0: Welcome to The God Solution, where we discuss answers to humanity's questions about God and God's answers for humanity's questions. I'm Nate Herbst, and I'm so glad that you're listening this morning. Well, it's going to be a bit of a shocker of a show. You might be offended by some of what you hear, and it will undoubtedly solicit some vitriol. All that being said, I hope that you'd listen this morning with a level head and that you would be excited to hear what I'm going to say and to give me feedback. I'm going to be excited to hear what you think about the show, and I hope that you'll keep it level-headed, like I said. What I want to talk about today is worldviews that are based on something like a bumper sticker. I've often referred to bumper sticker worldviews, and of course, a worldview is the lens through which we see everything around us. It's how we view reality, and a lot of times people develop their worldviews based on things as silly as bumper stickers. You see bumper stickers, they sound kinda catchy, you incorporate them into your worldview. And I often refer to that as bumper sticker worldviews. And I thought it would be interesting to survey some of the bumper stickers on campus and do a whole show on those bumper stickers and their corresponding worldviews. So I hope you'll listen with an open mind and I'd love to hear level-headed feedback after the show. You can always go to godsolutionshow.com and leave feedback there. Again, that's godsolutionshow.com. You can find all of our previous shows at the same time. So anyway, I'm going to talk about several of these different bumper stickers, so I thought it'd be fun to jump right into it. The first bumper sticker that is the perfect illustration of what we would call a bumper sticker worldview is this one. It says, Tea Party sounds so much nicer than mob of racists and homophobes. Quite the bumper sticker that I saw in a car here. And it is the perfect example of a bumper sticker worldview statement. It sounds catchy, but it's absolutely thoughtless. This person is arrogantly and condescendingly insulting those that they perceive as bigoted and prejudiced, not realizing that their own statement, that tea party sounds so much nicer than mob of racists and homophobes, is itself bigoted and prejudiced. It's kind of what we call an autophagic statement. It eats itself up. It is guilty of the same thing that it accuses others of. It is an ad hominem attack, which is a logical fallacy. To their credit, they seem to desire a peaceful and accepting society, but quite unfortunately, they are more bigoted than those that they accuse as bigots. I would say that in their opposition to, quote, everything elseophobes, they have become different than my self themselves. And they're probably Christianophobes at the same time. I say all that to highlight what's going on here. This person obviously thinks that other people that are bigoted and prejudiced are wrong, but somehow they've fallen for the same sin themselves and are themselves bigoted and prejudiced. So this is a perfect example of what we call a bumper sticker worldview. It's somebody that hasn't given very much thought to things, and they're going around angrily accusing others of what they themselves do and what they themselves portray on their own vehicle. So whatever the case, I think what they want to get at is a peaceful society, and that's a good thing. They're just kind of getting there the wrong way. That brings me to another bumper sticker that I saw frequently displayed on campus, and that's a simple peace symbol. Well, everybody desires peace, and so there's nothing wrong with desiring peace. I think what we need to do is find out how to get there. And of course, that's the age-old question. It's a good desire, but it's practically elusive. Now, the reason that peace is elusive is that, like the Bible says, humans are sinful. We are selfish. We want our own way. Individuals desire their own way, and nations desire their own ways. And because of that, there isn't peace. Jesus said that in him, we can have peace. And he promised to give us his Holy Spirit who produces peace in us. But fundamentally, just by desiring peace, we're never going to get to peace. But I do congratulate those people because that is a noble thing to desire. But I think as a worldview, we have to get past just wanting peace and just being against anything that doesn't seem peaceful. We have to get further than that and actually commit ourselves to getting to the root of what the problems are. And the problem is human sin, which many people would be quick to shrug off as no big deal. Well, that's the cause of the lack of peace. And that's the reason that we need an answer greater than just wanting peace. We need real answers. And I contend that only Jesus offers those real answers. Well, in that same vein of desiring peace, Another bumper sticker that was prominently displayed throughout campus was, God bless the whole world, no exceptions. I would say to that one, amen. That's the Christian message. Although they obviously didn't mean it that way. The Bible tells us in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God loves the whole world. John also wrote, in 1 John, that God died for the sins of the whole world, that Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. So God loves the whole world and died for the sins of the whole world. So I can agree with the bumper sticker, God bless the whole world, no exceptions. What I disagree with is that this bumper sticker is pointing at a modern perspective of pluralism and tolerance. True pluralism and true tolerance are good. Where we've gotten to as a society is far away from true pluralism and true tolerance. True pluralism is the ability to look at others that are different than myself, to look at other beliefs that are different than myself, and to say, I accept you as an individual, even though I disagree with your beliefs. Tolerance would be a similar statement. I am ready to tolerate you or live alongside you, even though we disagree fundamentally. I would say as Christians, we need to go further than tolerance and actually love others unconditionally, regardless of how different they are from ourselves. However, in modern society, that's been replaced with a facade of pluralism and a facade of tolerism. As long as we pretend like everybody's the same, as long as we pretend like we accept everyone, that's all that really matters. But the second you say someone's right and someone's wrong the modern society will say, oh, that's intolerant of you. And that is truly wrong. We have to remember that there are truths and there are lies. We have to remember that good ideas are good and that bad ideas, as it's been said, have bad consequences. And it's okay to evaluate different ideas and worldviews based on their merits and truthfulness, not to just lump everything all into one pile and say it's all the same. And I think that's problematic when that happens. And that seems to be where that bumper sticker is pointing. Even though I agree with the message that God bless the whole world, no exceptions, because that's what we see in the Bible. But all of this pluralism and tolerance in the modern sense leads us to the bumper sticker that we saw displayed more than any other bumper sticker, and that's the coexist bumper sticker. You're probably very familiar with the Coexist bumper sticker, we saw it everywhere around campus. Again, there is a problem with the modern view of pluralism and tolerance. Now, the coexist bumper sticker right off the bat is kind of problematic because last time I checked, at least in this nation, people are coexisting fairly well. You're not hearing of people dying in religious battles here in this war except when That's happening as a result of terrorism and things like that. But here in this country, the war on terrorism has brought some attacks on our soil and has responded to some attacks on our soil. But other than that, in our country, there really is a pluralistic society of coexistence, if you will. And there is tolerance in this society. When people start to display the coexist bumper sticker, I think what they're trying to say is get over your differences, or even beyond that, I think they're trying to say there are no fundamental differences. All these different religions are fundamentally the same, and that's a statement that I hear all the time on campus. Students very frequently will say pretty much all religions are the same. They all agree on the big stuff. That brings us to a quote that I've mentioned many times on this show by Steve Turner, who illustrated the naivete of that by saying all religions are basically the same. They all believe in love and goodness. They only differ on matters of creation, sin, heaven, hell, God, and salvation. He points out the fact that there might be a few underlying similarities in some religions and worldviews, But the reality is every single one of them differs in its fundamentals at nearly every single point. And none of them would say that they are equal with the others. So when others try to force on them an unbridled pluralism or to force on them an acceptance of each other's ideas as mutually valid, that is problematic. That's not true pluralism. That's not true tolerance. Like I said before, true tolerance says we have major differences. And in spite of those major differences, I choose to love you as my fellow human being created in God's image. See, love is greater than tolerance. And love leads to true pluralism, where we can have diversity in society and have major differences, but love in spite of them, and we can discuss them and get to the real truth with an attitude and demeanor of love in all we do. That is much greater than blanket coexistence or blanket tolerance or blanket pluralism. It's what Christians call agape love, which comes from the Greek for unconditional love, putting others above ourselves even when they haven't earned that through their actions. It's saying to another, I love you even though you disagree with me. I love you even though you hate me. I love you even though you're my enemy. That's much greater than simply coexisting. I would encourage you to read God is Not One by Stephen Prothero. And in that book, he makes the case that the... Assertion that everything is equal and that all worldviews are equal and that they're all basically the same is the greatest mistake and the greatest barrier to true tolerance because it's telling people that there aren't real differences. And then when people see real differences, they actually react to differences instead of loving in spite of differences. So if you want true coexistence, don't point the finger at people that have real differences by the way, the second you do that, you're demonstrating your real differences as well. Don't do that, instead say, I'm going to choose to love in spite of my differences, to accept them even though they're different than myself and to discuss with them our differences in a loving and accepting way. Well, I saw one contradict sticker that was on a Jeep on campus and I thought that was quite interesting, I'd never seen it before but it's designed in a similar fashion as the coexist bumper sticker. But it was illustrating the reality that all these different worldviews are really different and that Jesus, in spite of it all, and in the middle of it all, said that he alone was the way, the truth, and the life. As a Christian, that's what I believe. And that also leads me to love and accept those that believe differently than myself. Okay, another bumper sticker that I always laugh when I see is the one that says trees are the answer. Well, trees are great, but I can't think of a single significant question they are the answer to. In fact, as we saw this summer, tens of thousands of them die every summer in forest fires. So they don't have quite the power that this bumper sticker would attribute to them. Now, I understand the importance of trees to the ecosystem. I have a degree in science. I have a chemistry degree. But I say all this to say that this radical environmentalism is, I think, baseless. Now, here's why I say that. If there is no God, then there is no morality. And if there is no morality, then there's no basis for environmentalism. If everything around us is nothing but the accidental bumping around of atoms, I shouldn't be any less happy with the current state of bumping around of atoms than I am with any other state of bumping around of atoms. It would be wrong for someone who is committed to philosophical naturalism and metaphysical naturalism to say that environmentalism is good and capitalism is wrong. That'd be wrong because the reality is, if there is no God, nothing is right or wrong. It's all just molecules bouncing around. However, we know that's not the case. We know we should respect the environment. And the reason that we should respect the environment is because it is God's creation and that we as human beings are put here as stewards of God's creation. This is exactly what we see in the first book of the Bible, in the book of Genesis. Now, as someone who's been given a stewardship by the creator himself, I have a good reason to treat the environment with respect. So trees are great. And humans have real questions and real needs that require real answers. And I think all those real answers are found in God alone, in Jesus, his son, in the Bible, not in the trees themselves. Although trees are a good thing. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The God Solution on KDUR, 91.9 and 93.9 FM in Durango and KDUR.org online. We're talking about bumper sticker worldviews. I've mentioned that phrase a few times on the show, but I've never actually went around campus and written down bumper stickers and discussed them. We've talked about some funny ones and we've talked about some intense ones. The next genre of bumper stickers that I want to jump into are some of the feminist bumper stickers that we saw on campus. Again, keep an open mind as you listen. One said, worship me like the goddess that I am. It's a funny feminist slogan. It's unabashedly arrogant. And sexist, I would say. Other bumper stickers like this included, a woman without a man is like a fish without a bicycle. Again, it's obviously arrogant and sexist. And it flies in the face of the biblical message that we all need each other. And I think we know this as human beings. As a man, I know there is so much that the women around me have that I don't have. My wife adds so much to my life that I completely lack. She is strong in so many areas that I'm weak. Together we make a great team. Alone, I can't come close. See, we all need each other. The Bible says both men and women are made in God's likeness, each uniquely portraying aspects of his nature that the other lacks, each complementing the other and all of us needing each other. That's a beautiful picture of harmony, and it's very far removed from the arrogance of the bumper stickers we've just read. Another one said, well-behaved women seldom make history. We all thank God for those women who took a stand and made an impact in our society in incredibly radical ways. Susan B. Anthony comes to mind, and on that note, remember that she was a pro-lifer, that she saw the problem with abortion. Unfortunately, this bumper sticker mentality implies that offensive, crass, and thoughtless rage is productive, and that is not. I would say there's never been a thoughtless, crass, and offensive woman that's made an impact, nor has there ever been a thoughtless, crass, and offensive man that's made a positive impact. We've had several of those make negative impacts, but not positive impacts. Positive impacts, I think, come out of a true desire for love and peace and harmony, and a true willingness to humbly work with others to get real progress. That's not what we see on those bumper stickers, unfortunately. These past three bumper stickers are illustrative of a worldview that is thoughtlessly led to the disapproval of many beautiful characteristics of femininity. It has also led to the devaluing of human life through abortion, for example, And it has led to the current acceptance of women as nothing more than sex objects, which is wrong. True feminism would quickly disavow itself of such hasty, ignorant, and destructive stances. True feminism is what we see in the Bible, that there is no difference between men and women in God's sight. They're equal in God's sight, that they each uniquely portray his characteristics in ways that the other can't. That's beautiful, that's wonderful, that's true equality. It's not this hasty and thoughtless and crass manipulation of the facts. So another symbol or bumper sticker that we saw on campus quite often was the equality symbols. And those equality symbols in themselves describe, I think, a longing of all human beings. The Declaration of Independence begins with, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. We see the desire for equality in human beings. Note how the founders connected this principle and human rights in general To God. See, outside of God, there is no basis for human rights, and there's no basis for equality. If evolution and naturalism are true, then survival of the fittest and Mike right are the standards of morality. But we know that's wrong, and we know that equality is important and needed. There's nothing wrong with standing up for equality based on human dignity and worth. There is a big problem, however, when we begin to base equality on on behavior because then when you don't behave like the rest you're considered unequal you're rejected because your behaviors don't match up do you get the picture here we are all created equal as human beings and those rights given to us by god should be protected by the government we are not however deemed equal because of our behaviors or our views or our lifestyles those things are different characteristics of individuality, but they're not what give us equality. The second that certain types of behaviors are given special privileges, others by default are not granted equality, or even others are made unequal. Now that's the problem with this equality symbol that stands for the marriage equality movement. For all of America's history and for most of human history, marriage has been an equal right of all human beings. Everyone has had the right to marry the opposite sex. No one has had the right to marry the same sex. There has been, by definition, true equality. As soon as different lifestyles are granted special rights, others by default are prevented them. For example, the polygamists, which desire the same rights, that others have recently been granted in many parts of this country. Instead of acknowledging rights based on our humanity, our society is now prioritizing some behaviors and some lifestyles over others, creating for the first time in American history, true marriage inequality. The modern fight is not about marriage equality that has always existed. It is about definitions of terms. And that's a debate worth having. I'm not on this show right now, telling you what to think about this debate. What I'm saying is we should have the debate based on what it really is. A description of terms, not glossing it over with a bumper sticker mentality that people pick up as a worldview and run with without thinking. One of the bumper stickers that bothers me the most, though, is the famous Darwin fish. Not to mention the alien fish, the science fish, the evolved fish, the dinosaur eating the fish fish, the myth fish, the sushi fish, and the fish and chip symbols. All these are incredibly intolerant. And they're taking a religious worldview and perspective, Christianity in this case, and they're absolutely trashing it in a very offensive way. What would you say if you saw bumper stickers making fun of any other religion, worldview, or lifestyle, or behavior. You would probably react and say that's wrong. But Christianity is the one taboo. It's the one thing that it's okay to be intolerant about. It's the one thing that it's okay to be condescending towards in our society. And that's not right. I would ask all those that are listening that have one of those different manipulations of the Christian fish to realize it's really offensive and intolerant and to ask yourself what you'd do if you saw somebody with a similar bumper sticker making fun of you or your worldview. It would be hurtful, and it'd be wrong. And that leads to another one that I saw, which says, science flies you to the moon, religion flies you into buildings. It's obviously a Richard Dawkins quote. Again, so much for tolerance, and it is very ignorant pluralism. It's a failure to acknowledge differences, There are radical differences between religious worldviews. Just like there are radical differences between all sorts of different views. The reality here is there is a failure to acknowledge differences. Remember the Steve Turner quote I mentioned earlier. Sam Harris, an atheist, is much smarter than Dawkins at this point. Acknowledging there are very few of us who lie awake at night worrying about the Amish. He notices that although some religions would condone flying planes into buildings to destroy them, others, for example, Christianity, do not. See, Dawkins' quote assumes an incompatibility between faith and reason, religion and science. And that's wrong. The two are complementary, not contradictory. They're different types of knowledge. Science, by definition, can only talk about the natural world, whereas religion, by definition, talks about the supernatural world. The two are complementary. Remember Peter Higgs's refutation of Dawkins earlier this year? Higgs, of course, being the one that first proposed the Higgs boson, which is kind of a fundamental to the modern understanding of physics. He said, what Dawkins does too often is to concentrate his attack on fundamentalists. But there are many believers who are just not fundamentalists. Fundamentalism is another problem. I mean, Dawkins, in a way, is almost a fundamentalist himself of another kind. I think you have to be rather more careful, Higgs writes, about the whole debate between science and religion than some people have been in the past. I don't happen to be a believer myself, he says, but maybe that's just more a matter of my family background than that there's any fundamental difficulty about reconciling the two. So Higgs, one of the greatest scientists of our time, recognizes that there's no contradiction between science and faith. The two can go hand in hand. And Dawkins' quote, as stated on that bumper sticker, misses the boat in a big way. All right, I saw a sad bumper sticker that said, hell, admit one, and had 666 down both the sides. It's obviously sad because this person is making fun of something that, they don't realize, could very well be a part of their eternal future. And that's very sad. I saw another bumper sticker that said, I found Jesus. He was behind the sofa the whole time. Again, it's obviously intolerant. But it describes the real answer to the previous bumper sticker. Jesus came and lived a perfect life on this planet, God in human flesh. And then he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father, that no one comes to heaven except through himself. In fact, he said all others were thieves and liars. That's pretty exclusive for a pluralistic society to swallow. But all truth is exclusive. All truth claims to be right and claims that other supposed truth claims are wrong. In fact, the whole tolerance argument is exclusive itself because it excludes those that It accuses as intolerant. Exclusivism is everywhere. And it's time that we realize that truth is true and try to find truth, not just drowning it in a sea of bumper sticker worldviews. So Jesus says that he loves you and that he came and lived a perfect life and died on the cross for your sins, which separate you from God. And he did that so that by putting your faith and trust in him, you could be forgiven your sins and be given the gift of eternal life with him in heaven, and a life of meaning and abundance here on this planet. I would ask you, if you've never done it, to take that step today to say, Jesus, I need you. Please come into my life. Please forgive my sins. Please make me the kind of person you want me to be. Please be my Savior and Lord. He says the second you take that step, you'll be adopted into his family, you'll be guaranteed an eternity with him in heaven, and you'll be given a life, of abundance, and meaning, and significance here on this planet. I pray that you'd take that step today if you haven't already. And no matter who you are, no matter what side of the spectrum you come from, I would encourage you today to develop your critical thinking skills so that you won't fall prey to bumper sticker worldviews, so that you'll be able to analyze your beliefs and your thoughts about life and reality in a way that corresponds with reality. In a way that is truthful. Well, we'll be meeting this week in Noble 125, Tuesday at 6 p.m. for Connect. I'll be talking about reasons that you can confidently believe in Jesus Christ. It'll be a great time. Again, that's this week, Tuesday, 6 p.m. in Noble 125. I would also like to invite you to church this morning. Join us at the River Church, 860 Plymouth Drive, right here in Durango, right off Florida Road at 11 a.m. Again, right off Florida Road at the River Church at 11 a.m. this morning. Get all of our previous shows at godsolutionshow.com, and please let us know what you think. I really appreciate your comments and questions. Especially after a show like this, I would ask you to be tolerant and open-minded, but to let me know what you think. I'd love to even talk about it some more on the show. Remember, an open mind, honest heart, humble disposition, and diligent search always (laughs) lead to genius. I hope you have a wonderful time. Thanks for listening. Bye.